0: Hello, and welcome to the Uncapped Podcast, proudly presented by Roast House Pub, where elevated culinary creations meet a fresh, evolving craft beer selection, making it one of Frederick's unique dining destinations. Hi, I'm your host, Chris Sands. Uh, Today, we're having another one of our virtual episodes. We're recording with Mark Osborne, the founder of Adroid Theory, located down in Percival, Virginia, in Loudoun County. Um just a short little jaunt across the river from Maryland. Uh, how you doing?
1: I'm good. I'm good. How are you?
0: Pretty good. Uh, thanks for giving us some of your time. Um, appreciate it. From uh, watching social media, it seems like Adroit's actually close to being just as busy as ever.
1: Uh, it, it, we've been very fortunate, uh, given the alternative uh, of being able to um you know keep all of our people busy um albeit sometimes in a different capacity or you know a, you know slightly different uh, structure but yeah sales have been very very strong I guess they yeah, that old adage of people drink when the good times and they especially drink in the bad times uh, is definitely a true true uh, true statement
0: and as as we were saying right before um starting to record um Adroit theory beer, at least most of it, is very effective at um, in improving
1: moods. I think it's a, it's a good bang for your buck <laughs> what, on your calorie to ABV.
0: <laughs> Have you ever tried to calculate what like the average ABV of all your beers are?
1: Well, I mean, I kind of divide our history into 2014 through. The end of 2016 and that's pretty easy. I mean, the average was mm, 10, you know, cause it, there was really nothing below 7% and a ton of stuff in that 10 to 12 range. Uh, but then from 2017 on is when we really started kind of having a more, uh, diverse and balanced portfolio and we introduced, you know, three and four and 5% beers and that kind of brought the average down. But on the flip side, we also started making even bigger beers. So now, our stouts kind of fall into three categories. We have like the 10% stouts and then we have like the 14% stouts. And then of course, you know, the 18% stouts. Um, and you know, my guess is it probably still averages out to 10. <laughs> yeah.
0: And, and somehow, um, you drink them and they do not taste at all. Like they are that strong
1: until you stand up. Yeah. Until you stand, up for sure. yeah, they're, uh, we're uh, very good at, at you know, you know, hiding alcohol, I suppose, or balanced, um, you know, that, that has enough sweetness and enough, you know, oomph with the body to not just be this boozy thing, which, you know, in all uh, frankness, some of our earlier releases, you know, and again, in that 2014, 2016 range, I mean, we made some boozy, boozy things, um, which people love, but, you know, it, it was a little bit more evident, I think, than it is today. Today, it's, scary we have a triple ipa out right now it's 10 percent. that i swear to god it drinks almost like a session like it is down the hatch type of type of drink but at 10 it creeps up on you pretty much is, is
0: that the um from the gi joe series
1: uh cobra yes cobra and a little bit of gi joe for sure right. it's called revolt it's the most current release in that series
0: so that's what i had um one of those on wednesday and it, I was shocked at how little it seemed like the alcohol content was. And like, as you said, then I went to stand up and realized how much there was in it. Yep. So um, how, how did that, I, that, that was something I want, I definitely wanted to talk to you about because I love there. There's been three of them at this point, right?
1: Yes. We started with, it was going to be just a three part series and, you know, it, it's been very successful. So we're going to continue with that series, but it was going to be resist rise up revolt. Um, which is, you know, like, a a common saying in the, uh, you know, uh, uh, anarchist, you know, revolutionary, t- uh, you know, type of people. Um, but using, you know, three of the main Cobra, uh, leadership started with Cobra commander that was resist. And then we did Destro, um, for rise up. And now the Baroness is on the label for revolt.
0: Yeah. I, um, I love that series. Cause as a kid, GI Joe's were my favorite toys. I had like, that was anytime I got a present. That is what I wanted. I loved GI Joe. Um, So I would urge you to just continue those.
1: (laughs) Well, uh, then we're very similar in that regards. I mean, you know, obviously I'm at that age where I'm becoming more nostalgic about, you know, the good old 80s. And uh, I collected all that G.I. Joe, you know, figurines. I collected comic books. Uh, I was definitely into it. And uh, I thought it was just a a very fun way to kind of relive my youth. But we did it in a much more modern way. We, We patterned it off of the... Uh, the Obama uh, hope poster and uh, which kind of fits in
0: perfectly though with the the red and blue
1: oh yeah no I mean the whole thing I mean I know you're not supposed to (laughs) pat yourself on the back, but I thought it was very clever I mean it the colors you know pay homage to you know the original series it has political, you know, relevance if you choose to read it that way, yeah. or maybe it doesn't, you know. Uh it's something that's multi-layered for sure, and you can enjoy it at face value. You could read into it. But I'm very, very pleased with how it turned out. Um we have all these, you know, hardcore GI Joe fans that are, you know, buying it strictly to put on the shelf. Like they can care less about the beer. They just want to <laughs> have it next to their, you know, destro figurine. Um so it's going to be cool. We're uh, The next one we're going to do is called Rebel, and it's uh, featuring Storm Shadow. Nice. So that should be pretty cool. That's going to come out late June, late June, I think. And then we are doing um, another one featuring uh, Snake Eyes.
0: He was my favorite. Probably he is the, the- a lot of people's favorites too though in yes, yes. the dreadnoughts i love the dreadnoughts oh, the dreadnought.
1: yeah we're gonna do a zartan uh one i think i don't know i, don't God, know I hope the people
0: who listen to this podcast like gi joe <laughs> um,
1: everyone. everyone because you know people who drink a droid theory beer tend to be you know in their 40s meaning they grew up in the 80s so <laughs> have you
0: have you ever seen that hilarious um gi joe meme where it has a pie chart and at the top it says the battle and then half of the pie chart is knowledge. And then the net, the, there's a quarter <laughs> slice each that says red lasers and blue lasers.
1: No, I haven't seen that. That sounds pretty, pretty funny. Cause That's, knowing is half. A battle. So it
0: was that, it was that whole series. Was that just born purely from you? You loving GI Joe growing up?
1: Pretty much. I mean, you know, we, um, as you know, we make a lot of beers, right? Just, just a oh, never a constant beer.
0: onslaught.
1: <laughs> well, it, it's overwhelming! Like they're they're my beers and my beer names and all that stuff, and I have I can barely keep track of it. Um, so you know, I was looking for new ideas, and at first, I was just going to do just Cobra Commander, just a one-off. You know, resist. I thought people would find it amusing. Um, but the second it dropped, it was like, oh, yeah, this this could be a big hit for us. You know, the beer, I thought, you know, was solid, but like, you know, the whole packaging that went along with it. Um, so then it was like, hmm, well, why do not we do a three part? You know, so that's when I came up with you know, the phrase and featuring three of the major Cobra villains. Um, but after all three, it's like, wow, I got to just keep going. So again, again, I don't want to just become, you know, where it's just the same idea again and again um eventually we'll stop and you know pause and then maybe revisit it in a year or two but for now i'm very excited about hitting some of my favorite characters um and particularly getting into even like the nerdier side of it so like if you look at the bottom of the revolt can it actually says fred V.I.I., meaning fred the seventh which is like hardcore geeky comic book gi joe reference Yeah, Um, I
0: don't get that one.
1: (laughs) Only yeah, I mean, like literally, only one person pick up on it. uh, Yes, but that one one
0: person person must have really loved it.
1: (laughs) It Loved it, yeah, exactly, right. So yeah, so sometimes I mean, some of our labels and series have been a little obtuse, right? They've been so over the top with imagery and stuff that you know people just look at it and like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, but then. You know, if you deconstruct it, almost all of them have had, you know, multi meetings or references, or like a lot of times we'll put little Easter eggs in a current label that references the next label that's coming out, you know, stuff like that.
0: That is really cool. Now I need to start paying closer attention to.
1: Yeah, we did a beer, uh, like a Watchmen beer last year called All Shall Perish. And if you look on the label, the actual bottle, is in the trash can behind like in the art in the background that's so Um, cool and then on the wall in graffiti is written the name of the next beer that came out like two weeks later it's
0: like the adroid theory cinematic universe we're trying to make something you
1: know (laughs) cool you know i mean it's not just all heavy metal pentagrams and nonsense i mean you know there's a lot of that but not just that i'm trying to make something that really is multifaceted that's not just one dimensional that has references to basically the kind of stuff that i was into or i am into um like gi joe like we did a dune series we did a series based on the crow um you know obviously watchmen series we've done all sorts of things and you know we're going to continue doing that as well as pentagrams upside down crosses.
0: (laughs) yeah although i too I, can't, far from I can't remember if it was from the magazine interview or from the episode you you had said that you you try to keep walk the line in between I can't remember the exact wording but something along the lines of like the satanic demonic stuff but not upsetting your mother. Um, <laughs> so, that's
1: already that's already happened. <laughs> so, but so but it
0: it it must really warm her heart seeing you making beers that are themed after toys.
1: Exactly. Although, <laughs> my mother under the bus here, uh, she got rid of all my G.I. Joe <laughs> toys when I went to college.
0: Oh, unforgivable.
1: <laughs> I know, right? I'm like, dude, I could have made some money. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, now, now I have to guess I go out on eBay and buy all, buy all you know, spend $5,000 uh, to rebuy all the stuff that I had, you know, when I was 10 years old.
0: What um? What was your favorite GI Joe toy? We're really Ooh. gonna test the limit of uh, <laughs> listeners' enjoyment of GI Joe talk.
1: Wow, well, gosh, that's a hard one because uh, I had quite a bit. I mean, I had, I had everything. I did not have the aircraft carrier because it was like seven feet long, and my parents basically refused. Yeah, I, I didn't. To, have, to, I had the terradrome
0: that. though. I love. Yeah. I love the terradrome.
1: Oh, absolutely. And it I can't, like a cool
0: I can't remember the name that they used in the show, but it was the plane that's basically modeled off or the uh, modeled after the SR 71 Blackbird.
1: Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and I had that mm-hmm. one.
0: Those are the two, like I begged and begged and begged. And those are like my big Christmas present one year. And then I think a birthday present one year, but those are by far my two favorite GI Joe toys.
1: That's funny. That's funny. I'd have to give it some thought, but I will tell you my favorite figurine was I had uh, the original Zartan, who's not really my favorite character per se, although I thought he was pretty cool, but he had these um, patches on him, like in, built into his armor, where if you put your hand on it and warm them up, yep. and they So did his mask. Yes, yes, yes. And and I always thought that was like really cool. It's like, oh, wow, it's so cool. He's like a million. In the
0: dread, you know, the and the Dreadnoughts Doom buggy was awesome also.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. All the Dreadnoughts were freaking cool. That I mean, is it's all cool. I mean, there's nothing uncool about it. I thoroughly enjoy all that stuff.
0: <laughs> I, um We're going to take a real quick break to thank our sponsors. Um When we get back, I may or may not keep bringing up G.I. Joe stuff.
1: No, that's probably right. we talked about it the whole time. Yeah. Like, <laughs>
0: And what beer is being featured for Buck Above Monday? Idiom Brewing Company proudly offers a delicious variety of beers to satisfy the most discerning tastes. Best known for their wide array of India Pale Ales, delicious fruited sours, robust porters and stouts, and crispy pilsers and lagers, Idiom Brewing Company prides themselves on continuing to innovate, utilizing new and or experimental hops, local ingredients, and unique flavor profiles. Unfortunately, you can't enjoy their tap room, which is located along beautiful Carroll Creek in downtown Frederick. Thankfully, you can enjoy their delicious beer-to-go and even have it delivered throughout the Frederick area. You can check out their menu options and place your order at idiombrewing.com. Make sure to follow them on social media for up-to-date options and hours during these ever-changing times. So actually, we'll we'll switch gears a little bit to... um, one of your quotes was <laughs> led to by far our most popular magazine cover.
1: You mm. didn't have to have um, hot dogs in a glass. It, it
0: did have hot dogs in a glass.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and it is, um, it is way more difficult to photograph a hot dog and a glass of beer than you could ever imagine it is.
1: And I can imagine it would be very, very tough because I've done photography. And, yeah, yeah, I don't envy envy that. And it might not have smelled very good either.
0: I don't remember the smell being any yeah, – because we, we didn't cook it, did we, Graham? Uh, no, no, we did. I did because there are grill marks on it. I wanted there to be grill marks. So, yeah, I did cook mm. them. Otherwise, so, it
1: had that really pinkish color going no yeah. Very appetizing, but I. Oh, there you go. You're welcome. We, we. You are welcome.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we dedicated at least an hour to that damn photo, hmm. but I think it was it was well worth it.
1: Yeah, well, we still haven't put hot dogs in beer, and I don't think that's going to happen. But never say never.
0: Well, if you ever do, um, I give you permission to you. You can contact me. You can use that photo for promotion.
1: <laughs> there you go. There you go. The save save, like save you tickets. the trouble. That's so sad. You know, people people like the craziest things.
0: Yeah, sadly, it probably would sell well.
1: Mhm. Oh, I know it would. <laughs> people like, I mean, people, like, people like sweet. That's the one thing that I go back in time and tell myself in 2014 is to focus more on sweet. You know, and obviously not just sweet like just literally drinking sugar, but you know, balance sweet, but like people love sweet. It's just unbelievable how much they love sweet.
0: What's I've seen online, a lot of people lately saying that, um, asking for recommendations for sour beer because they've tried a couple of the popular ones lately that are just um, lactose and fruit in a, Mm. a basically a berliner weiss um Mm -hmm. and thankfully they're almost always told like look if you just like those two beers you're probably not a fan of sour beers you like fruit juice
1: (laughs) it is funny because like
0: and there's nothing wrong with that but
1: we we i mean they're like i guess technically sour but i never refer i'm like it it, it's tart you know it's got just this little tart pucker. You know, and, and but mostly it's it's sweet, you know, fruit juice and you know, a clever a clever package. Um, you know, just a little bit of tartness. You know, and that's mostly what people like. Most people don't like, you know, you know, uh, lip puckering sourness. You know, I'm not talking about the fan, people that are in the sours, obviously they love that stuff, but like yeah. the general public, you know, they do not want that. They just want a little kiss of tartness
0: so um real quick talking about gi joe again though are are you worried <laughs> are you worried about hasbro getting pissed off or you no. just, just figure if they do that you'll stop
1: yeah pretty much i mean you know and, and they're all one-off beers it's not yeah. like this is my flagship and and i've called myself you know cobra commander by gi joe you know i mean like <laughs> You know, it's an artist re- rendition of the of the character. Um, it's all original artwork. I mean, it's you know, it's I designed it, worked with my artists and you know, it's a custom piece of artwork. Um, and yet, could it you know infringe? I suppose maybe, but it's also one of those brands that's out in the public. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I'm not too terribly worried about it. And if it is, if they say, hey, put the kibosh on this. I'll say, hey, you know, okay. And we only made one batch of it, and we're never making it again. You know, so I'm not too terribly worried about it. I'll just dream up something else.
0: <laughs> um, oh, another another beer I really enjoyed the name of, and I'm gonna let you say it because I know I'll butcher the exact wording. But <laughs> That's it
1: was I remember what it is.
0: <laughs> well, it was the collaboration that you did with Kushwa. Oh
1: yes, yes, yes. It was yes,
0: yes. Future you yeah, hates it was
1: recent, you. Most recent one. Yes. Was yes. Uh, future you hates you?
0: Yeah, I don't. Know, I don't know why. Like I just loved that the the sentiment behind that name and just the name in general.
1: Oh, oh, I very they very foolishly. Uh, <laughs> I love those guys. Very foolishly, let me, uh, you know, be the driver on the art and the name. <laughs> and <all that> <laughs> it's like a droid dairy. And Kushwa, you know, like yeah. it's just clearly, you know, it's you know we're, we were the drivers on that one. But, well, yeah, it's, uh, it's a bad
0: It's very on brand for Android Theory, not oh, right. quite on brand for Kushwa. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but it was badass. It was badass. Beer was badass. I don't know if you got the green. There was a, we did a green can, and it was ridiculous, just absolutely out of control, ridiculous.
0: How How did that collaboration come about?
1: Uh, we've been friends uh, with all the guys uh, there basically since day one. And I don't know if they were just telling me this to make me feel better, but they told me that <laughs> they dreamed up the idea of opening Kushwall while sitting at a Droid Theory drinking beer, um, which, you know, uh, they, they can't creep up on you. But, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah we've done and, and we're not, you know, we're not. The cool cool kids jet setting around you know brewing all these collaborations with everybody else we do collaborations but you know it's pretty sporadic so um but we've done i think like five or six of them
0: i don't know how i missed so many of them
1: um uh, most of them were just draft only releases oh, okay you know.
0: that's probably that's um, probably why
1: we this is definitely the first can we never never canned anything okay so. Um, but yeah, no, we've done, we always do IPAs at their place and then stouts at our place. So
0: makes sense. And that's, it's where kind of each of you live in your realms. Mm
1: -hmm. Yes. I love, I love their IPAs.
0: I bet there's been a lot of really good and really bad ideas dreamt up inside of the Android theory tap room.
1: Uh, all, only all good ideas. <laughs> a matter of fact, I mean, you know, I'll be honest with you. Like, you know, sometimes after I've had a few, you know, few few drinks, you know, I usually come up with a lot of my ideas, you know, because creative juices start flowing and, uh, and I think most of them have been pretty good They've been, yeah right probably have been some terrible ones but, uh,
0: <laughs> but they one. I bet 100% of them are definitely thought to be great at the time
1: at <laughs> the time exactly thank god there's. It, you can't do things instantaneously right yeah. lead time for everything because uh, yeah and I definitely had you know some ideas definitely better than others but I'm pleased I'm pleased with uh, you know the ideas that are coming out currently the beers that are in those packages I'm very pleased with as well so
0: so you um we during our first failed attempt to record this because I neglected to hit record um I brought up your uh expansion in your tap room that you did actually a while ago at this point um so I'll let you tell that story a little bit more and then I have a couple other questions after that
1: okay so yeah so basically a year ago now we opened up what we call our front tasting rooms on the front side of the building so it's Funny, people have you know, I still has not been there in at least a year because they always go around to the back and then they open the door and they're like, what? Where's the bar? Where? You? <laughs> um, but the front tasting room is nice. It's not as, uh, you know, rugged industrial chic. <laughs> uh, you know. It's nice, but we have air conditioning, which was a big deal. That's a uh, big plus. Place, we didn't, we have heat, which again, the other place did not. <laughs> um, there's more seating. Um, we have TVs, we actually have a nice sound system. So, I mean, you know, I like, it. I think it's fantastic, but you know, the old school people are like, Oh you know, I wanted to be hundred degrees in here. While I sweat my ass off drinking 12% beer. I'm like, okay, well good luck with that. Yeah. I think
0: you may um, have yeah, made the yeah, right but, decision for mass appeal.
1: Well, exactly. That and people stay longer. You know what I mean? That was one thing we used to have a problem with is that they would come and it was so, particularly in the summer, I mean, it was brutal. And, you know, they'd want to stay for three hours and they'd be there for like 20 minutes and like, and then we got to go. So now people come and and hang out. So it's a little bit nicer in that regard. Uh, Plus, it gave us more room in the back. We still don't we're still have like no room. But um, if you went there, like the bar is gone. The walls that separate that controlled around the brewing area, they're all gone. We're actually getting ready, hopefully this month, uh, putting in new floor drains. Um, I have. New tanks on order. Um, we hit the pause button uh, two months ago when things looked like they were about to go down the toilet. Um, but I think at this point we'll just proceed and hopefully here in you know uh, you know by the summer we'll have a bunch of new tanks, basically where the bar used to be. Um, like I think most people wouldn't even recognize it at this stage um, based on how it's been reconfigured. Um, but it's been nice. Um, cause now we actually have some room. Um, once these new tanks go online, we will, um, uh, more than double our capacity of brewing in-house. Um, so we'll still continue to contract brew, which we've always done from day one, but, um, we'll be able to do even bigger batches in-house, um, which is always nice.
0: So if I remember correctly, is it, um, all of your packaged product that's contract brewed and packaged off premise and
1: not all, not all. Okay. um we um yeah for yeah i forget exactly when but um we uh we both can and bottle beer in-house really the only way you would know is if you look at the label it'll say if it was made in percival or if it was made somewhere else okay once we did you know at our own facility we don't have our own canning line, so we have to bring somebody in. Um, but we do have, like, a small bottling line. So a lot of times if we're going to do, you know, uh, 20, 30 cases of something, we'll do that in-house. And then we'll bring in. So, like, I think in, like, two weeks we're going to be canning five, 600 cases in-house. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it's not, it's not an insignificant mm-hmm. amount. I think people kind of sometimes assume that we're still just making... One keg at a time, which we used to, but uh, <laughs> well, know, this, it's a little bit more production at this point.
0: So then you definitely, you've added some tanks since the last time I was there. Cause that, Probably.
1: yeah, I mean, we have, I mean, it's still a rudimentary setup, I think, in the grand scheme of things, but I think we can do 40, 48 barrels, you know, per turn. Okay. In house. Um, and then, of course, we brew uh, – right now we're brewing at two places, and I think we're about to add a third place that we'll start brewing at as well. Um, but, you know, those are anywhere from 30 to 120-barrel batches each time we brew, and we're brewing two or three times per month. Um, so we're, we're making some beer. We're definitely cranking out some beer.
0: At, um, it's still hard to
1: get, but we're cranking it out.
0: We're going to take a um, real quick uh, second break. Um, okay. And then uh, when we come back, I want to talk about the different ways that people can get your beer now. Uh, So we will be right back. The Uncap Podcast is brought to you by District East. A lot of Friday and Saturday afternoons, you'll find me at District East for their weekly beer tastings. District East is part of the local beer community, and they get limited releases and exclusive beers that are hard to find anyplace else. This is why I chose District East for the release of my collaboration beers. One of my favorite things to do at District East is building a custom six pack. With over 900 beers on their shelves and new beers every week, District East is a great place to find beers I love and to discover new and hard to find ones. They also have eight beers on tap for Crowler and Growler fills and they have kegs to go. District East is located on North East Street in Frederick in the same shopping center as Family Mill and Rockwell Brewery. You can find today's beers lists on the District East Facebook page or at www.districteast.beer. We're excited to announce our newest sponsor, Vanish Farmwoods Brewery. Vanish is a brewery and entertainment complex located on a 62-acre hops and apple farm in Luckett's, Virginia, just 20 minutes from Frederick, Maryland, and Leesburg, Virginia. With over 20 beers on tap, a selection of wines and ciders, along with multiple food options, there is something for everyone. Vanish has live music on Saturdays and Sundays and a wide variety of special events go to vanishbeer.com for information on everything they have to offer all right so how um, how can people get your beer now and I've seen one way that seems to be exploding is mail order so how do like how does that work
1: yeah, yeah that's that's been um, you know very uh, fortuitous for us because obviously our tasting room, it's not closed, but it's closed for on-site consumption. Um, and obviously, we're very you know eagerly anticipating being able to reopen. But you know that that it might be in three or four weeks. It might be in three or four months. We're we're not sure. Um, but the tasting room is open for to-go uh, business, and so that business is still you know uh, it's definitely down, but you know it's still a, a sizable number. So that's been nice. But being able to ship to uh, various places has been. Uh, Really nice for us. Very convenient, obviously, for the customers. Um, you know, it's a little bit more expensive, obviously, once you factor shipping in. But it's not It's not outrageous. And uh, I've learned a lot about shipping, which I had, <laughs> had a lot of intention of learning. But i uh, <laughs> be surprised how many people have no idea where they live.
0: Like can't give you their address?
1: You know, or- the wrong address. So, or, you know, just some crazy... Error like the wrong city or the wrong zip code, and you're just like, dude, <laughs> don't you order stuff online on a regular basis? I'm sure. Like,
0: I no. um, I want to be surprised, but people do routinely remind me how dumb a lot of people are.
1: You'd be surprised. The other big one that, that blows my mind is we started doing pre-orders for stuff because you know we had stuff coming in the pipeline. We knew it was going to be hot. We wanted to give people the opportunity to pre-order it so they would pre-order something that's coming out in a month as well as something we have available like today and i'm like <laughs> how would you do that like why would you like place two orders or you know don't get the stuff that's now I mean, you're gonna come in six weeks from now and a the beer's probably not gonna be there because we accidentally sold it sorry um or it's gonna be old like <laughs> i don't understand people are crazy Anyway, it's been good for our business. The other place you can get our our stuff, obviously, is through Distro, um, which, obviously, the restaurant and bar business went to zero. But, you know, the Costco's and the Total Wines, I mean, they more than made up the difference. So District East. District East, yeah. in Maryland, yeah. I mean, obviously, District East, Orion.
0: Definitely District, District
1: East. Yeah, a bunch of it's- places. <laughs>
0: Gr- <laughs> district e sponsors the podcast um, ah, so yes. graham's over there shaking his head and i don't know if yeah. the mic picked it up he also yelled that i'm shameless <laughs> which i am 100 <laughs> yeah,
1: percent good guys they order all of our stuff for the most part uh the other way other way you can get our beer is you can uh, get on an airplane and fly to japan korea china Australia. How
0: the heck did you pull that off?
1: Europe, UK. Yeah, we are. We're shipping some beer uh, internationally. Um, you can get that Kushwa beer in Japan, like in Tokyo, like right this second.
0: That's crazy. Is it? Yeah, do,
1: you,
0: no. do you think it's a function of, um, like, your aesthetic? Is that what's helping drive people buying it all over the
1: place? Well, we're not, I mean, we're, we're, you know, like, I think more famous than a lot of people, but we're not like these other hyped breweries that like, you know, have name brand recognition all around the world. Right. We're not omnipolo or other half or, you know what I mean? Like we're not them, but the aesthetic is cool and um, people are definitely into it. Um, and we make, you know, what, I think most people classify as extreme beers, yeah. which again, obviously, uh sell well if you're gonna be paying import prices for something, you know, they're not gonna bat an eye at spending twenty dollars for a can if it's crazy and it looks awesome. But we uh we started so with an your
0: beer costs overseas.
1: I have no idea. Oh okay. Uh, going to say, man, a- it, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, you know Yeah you we,
0: with the cost of shipping heavy shipping, liquid yeah. and
1: Yeah and, and then the currency exchange, you know, so um I wouldn't be surprised when it was that much, but it, it, we did a couple like over the years, but not really, but last year we decided we really wanted to do it. So, you know, we send one pallet, wow, that sold really fast. Let's order two pallets. Okay, great. So then, you know, a month goes by, they order two pallets. And then, wow, that really went great. Let's order four pallets. Holy shit. You know, we need more beer. Let's order eight pallets. And so now all of a sudden it's become a big part of our business. Um, which, you know, it's been very, again, good for us um, in terms of name brand recognition and exposure as well as, you know, obviously cash flow. Um, but on the flip side, it also makes it challenging because the people locally are also competing with people in France and, you know, Japan. and yeah. Sweden, You know, who also want the same beer that we release. Um, so our the amount of time we have a product available used to be like, Six weeks, like you know, we drop a beer and, and we're gonna have it at the taste room for like six weeks, and now it's like six minutes, you know what I mean? Like it just the stuff is nope, yep, yep, there you go, it's gone, you know. Um, so it's been you know a little challenging trying to keep up with all of that, um, but it's nice because I have much less inventory, I need to manage, so you know, there's have, the
0: upside. Have you received complaints from local people about that, or is it just that? The, something it's in
1: your not own yet. mind. Not yet. I mean, a little bit of like, oh my God, you know, like, you know, yeah, this is sold out. Why is this sold out? Like, how's this is sold out? You know, I'm like,
0: some worldwide. <laughs> that's why.
1: Uh, yeah. So, um, you know, I'm not like, you know, oh my God, you know, I'm never gonna buy your beer again because I can't buy it. And I'm like, okay. But not really. I mean, it's been good. Most people have been supportive. It's just, you know, we have a lot of channels that we're now selling in that we weren't previously.
0: Well, now people can be like, "Yeah, I I enjoyed Adroid Theory before they got big." Yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, the good old days, the good old days. But you know, back eh, when you were making ramen, way. new to IPAs. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Is
0: is that a is that something that's been made anytime recently, or was that uh when you were fresh and new that that was made?
1: Fresh and new. <laughs> I mean, honestly, we've made things similar to that yeah. we have the same similar ingredients to them. It's just we're more clever. We don't call it ramen noodle, IPA. You know, <laughs> we call it, you know stout with Szechuan pepper, and, you know, seaweed. And, you know, you know a bunch of ingredients. But um, I will tell you, we did make. Uh, I don't know if you saw this over in December. We released. Um, uh, we we. <laughs> We did a three-part can series um, that had black squid ink, I did see that, yeah, and a bunch of other weird stuff um, like black currants and black uh, sugar, um, black limes, bunch. I mean, a bunch of stuff in it, but uh, that was definitely a a cool, very cool beer, but definitely a little polarizing, as you can imagine.
0: Um, Do you have any projects on the horizon? to uh tell us all about
1: uh not so much weird um because to be honest with you you know given the you know the situation we're not focusing on beers that take a long time to make you know what i mean like a big 18 percent stout takes a long time to make and it's going to be a very small yield and things like that so we're definitely trying to make some beers we can turn a little bit quicker um you know, to kind of keep up with the demand um we will get back to those hopefully once things get back to normal and start you know making even more stouts than we are but uh you know lots of ipas lots and lots of goes i think the biggest thing is we, ha- we haven't switched 100 percent to cans we're still doing some bottles but um you know more and more is going into cans so like next week we're delivering a uh, barley wine in cans which you know would be unheard of even just a year ago. Yeah. Um, we're doing our Goza. Are you going wax, to wax tip thing. the can? I know, right? It <laughs> <laughs> would be no, such a I mess
0: would... to deal with trying to open.
1: Nightmare. <laughs> I love wax dip bottles. They look so cool, but they are a nightmare open. So. Yeah, unfortunately, not as many uh, cool projects. I'm hoping, like I said, things get back to normal. We can you know do something really weird or like where we spend a lot of money on packaging to make it look really cool. I um, oh, yeah, still want was... to do a label that's on my to-do list.
0: What are what are those beers that you make the real elaborate uh, packaging for the box that has like thirty folds to it?
1: <laughs> oh yeah, well we did uh, we did a Death of Cthulhu. Uh, Russian Imperial Stout, uh, a couple of times, and it came in a custom box.
0: I think that that's the one I'm thinking of.
1: Really killer, but the rub is though, that box costs seven dollars to make the box. Oh, you know what I mean? For you know, some cardboard, how are you gonna possibly sell that? Um, I mean, you know, we do want to do some stuff with like the bigger, like jerboam size glasses, or I mean, bottles, you know, like three liter size, you know, and have them etched. Um, you know, and only make a hundred of them, you know, like we do want to do some of those type of fun things I have lots of ideas and, and, and things I want to do, but I also have to balance, you know, cost versus availability versus time.
0: I once Um, bought a um, three liter bottle of stone double arrogant bastard and it was only like three, maybe four of us that drank it one evening. Yikes. That was a rough evening. (laughs) I bet. Well, it was more. I I, it was the next day that was rough. The that evening well, was really good.
1: <laughs> we had a great. Game. That's right. So, yeah, we uh, I like to do some of those type of fun things. And be honest with you, I like to get back into draft because there are some beers that we make that just you know we couldn't bottle or can them if we wanted to. They're so unstable. You know, like we do a beer with like Thai coffee and cream, which is just absolutely ridiculous. I mean, it's literally just ridiculous. But there's no scenario where we can put that in the can, you know what I mean? Yeah. It'd be, even,
0: it'd be, be exploding.
1: Even make it out of the, t- the tasting room, I don't think.
0: <laughs> All right, Mark. But, uh, well, um, if you ever want to make a hot dog beer, um, oh, let yeah. me know. I'll come down and brew it with you. Um, oh,
1: absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, I feel like I while we're brewing something else, <laughs> yeah. That would be a challenging one, I think. That would be a challenging flavor to uh, put in a beer. To hide? But, uh, <laughs> you know, ketchup, mustard, sauerkraut, whatever. <laughs> <laughs>
0: just, the sure whole picnic can. in there.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. they like, would release it on the 4th of July. We'll just call it like a 4th of July picnic. <laughs> <laughs> Get some egg salad in there, some coleslaw.
0: <laughs> All right. Um, well, thank you for your time today um stay safe and i look forward to um coming down and checking out the what is not new really anymore but would be new to me uh tap room and checking out uh everything you have going on down there
1: cool yeah you're definitely welcome anytime you want to come and i uh, really appreciate your time and Forward to seeing the episode when it gets posted,
0: and I, I look forward to more GI Joe beers because I yeah more um...
1: GI Joe <laughs> the uh, the, uh, the Storm Shadow and, and Snake Eyes are actually the artworks being worked on literally right now, and since you're a fan, you're going to love it.
0: I'm I'm just gonna please send those to District East, and I'm just gonna go put my order in for them right now.
1: <laughs> just order the case, order by the case. Like don't yeah. even mess around with the bag. Just I'll take a case. No, it's going to look really cool. The liquid's going to be solid, but those two in particular, I, I, I spent a little bit extra time finding some stuff that will bury in the, in the artwork, you know, for the fans.
0: Awesome. All right. Uh, once again, thank you for your time and uh, thank you everyone for watching and listening. Cheers.
1: All right. Cheers. Take it easy.
0: Uncapped is brought to you with support from McClintock Distilling, Maryland's first and only organic certified distillery. They are well known for their award winning gin and are rapidly growing a name for themselves for their matchstick bourbon and bootjack rye whiskey that have both won double gold at international spirits competitions. You can visit them in historic downtown Frederick along Carroll Creek for tours and tastings. Go to mcclintockdistilling.com for more information. The Uncapped Podcast is produced by Graham Collin and me, Chris Sands. Be sure to like us on Facebook. And if you've enjoyed these podcasts, please leave us a review on Google Play or the iTunes Store. A special thanks to Double Motorcycle for providing our theme music. Thanks
1: for listening. Oh my God, that's good.